When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Welcome back to Fright School. Hello, Joe. Hello, Joshua. How are you doing? I am. Um, it is an evening here. It is. I know. It's Saturday night. It's yes. like 9 o'clock at night. We never film this. Not just never because record it's, this late. Not just because it's Hollywood and everything happens in the evening. Right. As we learned. As we at learned the, at uh, uh, Midsummer. Midsummer Scream. That was so much fun. Oh, my gosh. We're excited. We're This is another episode in our guest lecturer series. You know, when you, you just have to invite a guest speaker into the classroom. Uh, to I, get I a just, lesson. I just want to see how long he was going to go. <laughs> how far is he going to take that? Uh, but anyways, we want to welcome into the studio my very, very dear friend, Mr. Johnny. Hey, Joshua. Thank you. And thank you, Joe. Hey, Johnny. And we are here to discuss... Wait, wait. We should have done it. Here's Johnny. Right. Thank you. Very nice. You know, Yeah, because his name's Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! We're uh, if you instantly were like, regretting. Danny, <laughs> Danny. Instantly it just regretting. That, it just seems so obvious. But I guess you're right. We should have done that. I'm, you Sometimes know. the obvious joke yeah. is the best joke. That's Joshua. Well, one of my other friends always says, you know, uh, Johnny Five is alive. That's I hear that one a lot too. So. Uh, well, I don't know if I know the reference. Short Circuit. No. No. Okay. It's all right. It's not a horror film, so I wasn't going right, to show it to you. Right, but okay. it is a fun movie, Johnny yes. Five. Isn't that the one with uh, Fisher Stevens as a as an Indian man? No, it's Ali Sheedy. Oh, but no, but she's not a man. But the other yeah. guy, I know what you're talking about. Oh. Where he's in brown face the entire movie? Is that, that Fisher Stevens? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I haven't seen he, Short was Circuit it, was in like 20 like a, years. Like a fake Indian character? He looks like a fake Indian with that, that might, accent. Yeah, that would yeah. probably very well uh, be probably him. Probably could be. Oh, see, it. now they're going to come for me. Now all yeah. the Indians are coming for well, me. Well, no. I, yeah, we'll, we'll have to look that up because I, I have literally not seen that in probably actually more than 20 years. Okay. I think I was probably not a teenager the last time. I you was were not a girl? Younger. But not yet a woman. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. We're here today to discuss the... 1979 classic tourist trap. Oh my um, god! An American horror film directed by David Schmoller. Schmeller. I don't know how you say this. S C H M O E L L E R. Schmuller. Schmuller. Like Schmuller. Mueller. Maybe. But, but you know, that's a different podcast, though. Check out Mueller. She wrote. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> David Schmuller. Is that a real podcast? That is a real <laughs> podcast, yeah. Like Robert Mueller? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, oh Mueller, God. she wrote. Yeah, Allison Gill, you know, the local comedian, <laughs> she does that. Now we're going to have to tag them because we mentioned them. This is awesome. It's a great little plug. Great, uh, good little podcast. Anyways, point is, 
It's a little movie about uh, killer mannequins <laughs> and lost children and in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the wilderness. Ah, see, that's the twist, though, the telekinesis. You don't expect it. Anyway, so, oh, Johnny, before sorry, we do spoiler. the deep dive, that's all right. People, you know, it's if, okay. If they're, they're listening to this, then they are running the risk of... Of spoilers, That's and true. we've already made abundantly clear that we don't care. Yeah, I mean, this movie is, and it's something as new as this, like forty years. Exactly. Old, yeah. Know, so exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyways, before we do the deep, deep dive into tourist trap <clears throat> and discussing that, you we like to uh, ask you know questions. Sure. How did you get into horror, and why do you think uh, we make horror? However, you want to answer that. But we'll start with the how. So, like, do you remember the first horror movie you saw? How, how, how have you become into the horror houndum? Well, the f- first couple, because uh, I'm also your your most senior guest. Also, <laughs> I'm the whopping you know forty six years old. So <laughs> I was actually live in the seventies, which most people listening were like, God, he could be my grandpa, you know? So Probably. anyway, um, yes, all of our young eighth grade listeners. Yes, exactly. <laughs> when I was in a uh, private school, I think in, it was in either first or second grade. Uh, we used to have what was called extended day, mm-hmm. which was, you know, after school for, you know, it was just extended until your parents got off work or whatever. Like and, latchkey. Did well, they call it that? Yeah, but latchkey was like you stayed home. You just had the, you know the latchkey kids. That was a, when, but kids just stayed at home alone. Oh, yeah. We called it deed, but D E D stood for something else. Before extended we just day, called we it like have... poor or like benign neglect children. <laughs> 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 it was the seventies, you know. We, single single parent and latchkey kids went hand in hand back right. then. So that was yeah. you yeah. know that was the norm. And benign neglect. <laughs> <laughs> the benignly neglected children left to defend uh, defend for themselves in front of the television. Anyway, so go ahead. You were so we had extended day, and yeah. they would give, and we'd have like little rewards like chocolate milk and stuff, and then we'd have like a movie. And the first horror movie to, I considered horror movie to me was uh, it was called The Green Slime, and it was a sci-fi kind of horror movie from it was made in 1968, but. Um, Anyway, uh, sorry. The, yeah, yeah, the I cats know. are going to do that. They're going to do that. I've, I've heard the whole in your previous thing. podcast, I hear them always yeah. talking, but acting uh, like lunatics. Anyway, it was just a little scary. Like, uh, I don't know if anybody knows the reference Sigmund in the sea monster characters with little tentacles that would that had sparklers on them, and it was not, uh, you know, really. It was stu- considered stupid probably by anybody that wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. five or six years old back then. But mm-hmm. to me, it was scary. And so that's where I heard that. And also, I got introduced. Jaws, you know, came out in 1974. Okay. And um, those Sigmund and the sea monsters, things, the, the, the were cross creepy. Super, the cross superstars. They were creepy looking puppets. Yeah, but we, we could go off on a whole new story on, on that stuff. I mean, <laughs> our, our role models back then were Charles Nelson, Riley, right. <laughs> you know, so, and, and Rip Taylor. They were all in the, they were all part of the uh, cast back then. But, um, well, I was three years old, and we uh, I went over to my dad's house on the weekend, and we watched Winnie. He put in Winnie Pooh and the Blustery Day on Beta VHS or Beta. Oh wow! And then he pops in Jaws just to see my reaction. So my dad was kind of twisted. You were like three that way. I was three going on four. Yeah. 
That was here in California, right? Yeah. Because you grow up, you're you're mm-hmm. like an actual native Californian. I've been here my whole life. Yeah, in Orange Orange County. You're a unicorn. Orange County native, and then I've moved around SoCal. Were there oranges there still? Yes. When you Yeah, there still are a few. Tiny. A couple, orange couple of rose trees here and there. A couple orange. <laughs> I haven't built condos over all of them yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Most of them. But yeah, that was it. So so the green slime. The green slime. I love that. So that and was the first horror film you remember, or what you consider a horror scary. film. Yeah. And what was the first, um, like, once you grew up and could, like, have more of a choice, like, what, like, after that, what, what did you pursue? Like, what do you remember, you choose, yeah, yeah, do you remember, like, the first, like, horror film you saw a preview for, something you're like, oh, I've got to go see that, and that. you then knew, like, you were a horror fan? Um, definitely Alien. Yeah? Yeah, definitely Alien, because I saw, I, um, because my dad had all this stuff early. He had pirated versions. He could get stuff when it wasn't available. He could get pirated versions. I mean, that's why we had a pirated version of Jaws. That's why he showed it to me back then. That wasn't out on VHS or beta or anything back then. And he had this uh, <clears throat> version, you know, this pirated version of Alien, and I was all about it. it was, yeah. Yeah. Was that because you were more of like a sci-fi kid growing up or? Oh, yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Star Wars, of course, yes. Yeah. Johnny is definitely our resident Star Wars, Star Trek expert <laughs> but we're not here to discuss that right. today <laughs> so uh alien alien is a good one we've done that on this on the podcast joe has actually seen alien i have seen alien it's good, it's good. i've alien seen alien wonderful. pre-fright school when, that's true when i was calling it horror academy right <laughs> when we right just, when we were uh, we were just before bef- you, before the formalized when education. you were getting the education yeah it's exactly then it was a, it was like a preschool it was like a <laughs> You know, it was before the formalized education. It was like a Montessori little, you know, little little thing. The monster story, maybe. It's a it. terrible Aww. pun. The monster story. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Kinder Horden. Just a Kinder Horden. Horden. <laughs> That's all a different thing. Uh, oh. Anyways. Too soon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Alien, obviously. Uh, good one. Good choice. <laughs> And then all, well, Movie Macabre was, I mean, on every weekend for me. I was like between, when I was between eight to 10. So that's that's also how you got introduced to. So actually, Elvira. Elvira, Movie Macabre. We can't get get away from all of that. I mean, all of that. And anybody my age would totally reflect on this and relate to the same thing. You know, I mean, and and horrible, horrible B movies, horrible. And um, there's one called Blood on Satan's Claw. I remember, and there was The Devil's Reign with uh, uh, Ernest Borgnine, and and, uh, and John Travolta <laughs> was his first movie. He didn't even have a speaking role in it. He just he was, gets murdered in it yeah, or something. He was, <laughs> he was just one of the minions. And like uh, uh, Shelley Winters was in this Who slew Auntie Rue. I mean, she all these horrible. Horrible movies, but I I had to watch them. But also because she it, she was what she's what kept you there. You would watch this horrible movie just to get to the intermission and watch her. Yeah. So. See Elvira. Yeah. She just she brought so many of us to the horror. I feel like a, I feel like we're I feel like I'm missing, and by extension, you know, others within and below my generation are are missing that we don't have like a a central figure that is like an entree into a genre. 
Like Elvira is an entree into a genre because totally she's a host. I feel like the closest thing that we have right now to an Elvira is like RuPaul. Like RuPaul is an entree into a genre. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, If anybody wants to hire, like I would love to uh, host a late night horror show. (laughs) Bring all the little kitties, Mm -hmm. you know. But you had a lot. How do you get that job? You had a lot of uh, like musicians. That that set the pavement for horror too in your generation. I mean, like Rob Zombie, yeah, would mm-hmm. be the perfect. And you know, and back and back in my day, we had you know Alice Cooper was mm-hmm. sitting the all, all their stage. It was like horror stages mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, true. But, you know, Ozzy, I don't know. We had, you know, yeah, a lot of metal. Like, I mean, there's a ton of like metal hard rock acts that that were in horror movies that, or contributed to the soundtrack. But I totally missed that because I wasn't yeah. a heavy metal kid. Right. Now, Joe, of course, is like the heavy metalist, you know, of a- ever. You know, <laughs> you know I mean, he's got his spikes and his leather. And Just his... call me the ace of spades. You right. Know? Hail Satan. <laughs> but Alice, Coop- Alice Cooper played the uh, Hail Satan. big, big role model even before Elvira because all of his music was you know hor- horror horror inspired. yeah horror inspired. I mean he had Vincent Price mm-hmm. in Black Widow right, right and right, stuff right. like that so I mean yeah that's all stuff that I knew later you know or yeah. saw later so he would it have definitely uh, didn't gu- have he would have decapitations and guillotines on his stage you know the Alice Cooper show mm-hmm. so ah all yes. of that how do we I feel think. about Alice Cooper now as a super Christian um, well, you know, <laughs> that threw me out of left. Out it of, all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Jesus eventually gets you. <laughs> well, it was his 12 steps first, I think. Oh, uh, well, yes. That was why you he, find was, your he was on power. the road to recovery and then God's up there somewhere, I guess. Yeah. You got to find your higher power. Yeah. Well, good for him. Mm-hmm. Now he's yeah, King Herod. Right. That's right. Yeah. He just did Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ superstar. superstar. You are the Christ. Yes. The great Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> Um, Come on, you king of it. But this time without the anaconda around his neck. No. It was actually like a python like suit that he wore. Well, like it was very snakeskin what he wore. But Mm -hmm. anyway, that's just me trying to derail the conversation. Joshua is already (laughs) rolling his eyes. No, I mean, yeah, I, didn't, I, I, I started it. it, so I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but he takes it into the musical realm. Like, you were still trying to keep it horror-related, but Joe's like, oh, an opportunity to sing from Jesus and, Christ, superstar. And an opportunity yes. to mention RuPaul. Yeah, it's an opportunity. You know, <laughs> we like, got RuPaul <laughs> in. And like, we got, Ru- RuPaul. Yes. We're, uh, we're see, we're, we're about 15 minutes in. We're great. Oh, that's okay. awesome. <laughs> So, so that's very so that makes sense because you were definitely of the MTV generation. Totally. You actually you had like your own TV in your bedroom too, didn't you? When you were younger, yeah, and the Atari. <laughs> the essential. See, now Atari Johnny will continue 26. to try to bring up as many video game things. No, that but I just no. I yeah. I wasn't remember. I'm an I'm an only child, so yes, I was spoiled. You rotten. were s- spoiled, fucking rotten. Yeah, yes. absolutely. So, but that Didn't but that means share. you had a lot of control over what you saw, which is kind of you know. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe not in your circle because maybe you had other friends that mm-hmm. kind of had a similar uh, background. But like growing up, mm-hmm. we didn't have so much control like that like right. to have a tv in our bedroom to, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. choose to watch something late at night we yeah. watched horror as a family because <laughs> we were it's all a family it's yes. a family bonding well movie experience. macabre when i was then with like eight and nine i didn't have a tv in my room yet oh, okay i did have to go into the den but does that something your mom watched with you or your dad n- no that was usually um babysitters oh, okay we're watching with me and they were you know my neighbor's teenage 
teenagers, neighbors and stuff. And they, and cause my mom, you know, was out right doing, doing her, her thing. thing. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's just Sorry, so mom. funny. Like what a stereotypical like upbringing, like, you know, the babysitter comes over some local teenage kid, you put on horror movies, you know, I just love that. Like I didn't have that same experience cause my mother right. was like a 14 year old. So. Yeah. They thought she was the babysitter. Right, yeah. My mom was so young that she, like, that was just, yeah, she just <laughs> put that on like that. But anyways, um, all right, so that that kind of covers, like, how you sort of got into horror and mm-hmm. then you've sort of stayed into it. So why do you think, like, what draws you personally to horror movies? Why do you like watching a scary movie? Uh, you can, because it's the only time you can... Uh Usually they don't um, scare me as as much as just it's uh, the fantasy part of it, I guess. That uh, like revenge fantasy, or well, just seeing the 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 art from because you know I don't read a lot of books, so my imagination's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget, don't this know. is gonna go on the internet, so yeah. watch what you say about so. yourself. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, who cares? No, go ahead. But uh, I was uh, dang. I'm, Oh, no, you're but, fine. Uh, you're fine. We're fine. No, I'm just, I'm okay now. I can hear, I can hear it, kind of. Anyway, sorry, folks. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. Well, I, I usually, I liked a, a good scare. You know, I just, I, I enjoy a good, a good scare. And I mean, I, I know you don't want me to bring it up, but I, I play a lot of my video games. No, are, you can bring up whatever. Are, I'm just are teasing all you. horror related. I mean, that's the only time Do I you really. Do play the Dark Souls? Yeah, but that's not scary. That's just, uh, uh painful torture because the game's just so hard they make it so difficult but mm-hmm. i played there's dead space and silent hill silent hill you know they made an actual movie on mm-hmm. and um you know lots on oh, alien isolation mm-hmm. which i've been wanting to show joshua which, which i know he would love but um <laughs> but i just, just won't be able to play it it's just uh it's it's not it's it's just Always been a part of Always. you. Yeah. It's good to yeah, have a good yeah. scare. I'm sorry I'm not. No, no, no. no, no so, so like the, yeah, so you're in Always it for like the feel of it, uh, like that, um, the um, like the energy of being scared, like the adrenaline. Is that it? Like being well, put into? we're so, we've watched so much now, we're kind of uh, numb. We're like, oh, okay, oh, she's going to kill. Oh, here it comes another scare. Yeah, but I mean, there still has to be a draw. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's yeah. been, well, especially because you're dealing with like immersion. Like we've talked, you know, like on the, the mm-hmm. last um, episode with the um, Counts with Den. Counts and, Den, you know, the so the, theater I, I think there yeah. is something to that. If you're going to play a video game that you're sort of immersing yourself right. in a world that's, you know, scary. That's, you yeah. know, it's meant to, meant to fear. So I'm just wondering what, like what that continues to be a draw. Like, even if you're like numb to it now. Well, I like, I, I like the like smart horror, horror, but I, I've never really watched, you know, any of the saws and stuff for, mm-hmm. for me that just like the constant gush is, I is mean, a bit much. It, it's yeah. kind of, it's kind of faded over the years, you know, or I, I haven't been into it as much, but stuff like when you like high tension. Yeah. Where, Oh, you know, you just don't expect stuff like that to happen or, or, um, the purge, you know, I mean, it's, it's like, it's more suspense yeah, or the, the intensity in. of it. Yeah. So, so that brings me to a question I wanted to ask. So are there limits like to the kinds of things you'll watch? So it sounds like you, it sounds like stuff that's a little too squishy, gutsy, little like violent, like super violent, um, it sounds like that doesn't that doesn't do it for you. Yeah, some yeah, some things really. I mean, like the final destinations. I mean, it 
Mm-hmm. They're can- I know they're campy, but they're still kind of gross, pretty gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the ones that are like more serious, like Saw. Mm-hmm. You know, Saw are the Saws serious? I mean, well, I mean, I think some... they can be sort of campy sometimes, but for the most part, there's they're an just unrelentless of, yeah. torture. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's, there's an element of camp, but not in the same way as Final Destination. I would say no, not at all. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're intentionally funny at all. I mean, I mean, some, I mean, sick. Like there is dark humor, I mm-hmm. guess, in them. You know, and a lot of comeuppance. You know, because that's that's sort of the thing. It's like you know, you're putting people in traps that like represent some sort of crime that they have committed against humanity or. Some other, you know, way to like challenge them, but it is just gore. You yeah. know, I mean, that really at the end of the day, the this whole Saw series is just like, you know, t- torture porn, as they call it. Well, you know? I, I think it's also just stems from like childhood too. If you were exposed really young, like I was, and that in your subconscious, maybe growing up, that that part of you is still scared. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, what I'm trying to mm-hmm, say, mm-hmm. just like the uh, the '80s blob. Yeah, when he's dissolved in that, that still freaks me out. Yeah, no, you know, because yeah, as, as you know, I was like, you know, I'd be traumatized by stuff like that. I mean, there was a, a you know, when Wonder Woman had her show back in '77, that was me six years old then, mm-hmm. and there was an episode where there was these androids, and they were just you know people actors, but she, when she lassoed them to make them tell the truth, they couldn't, and they would self destruct, and they would start to melt a little bit and their faces would get all melty and that would, and it was, that would it just, freak me out too. And now when it, when, yeah. And, it, and it's just in your subconscious uh, how much uh, of, of that. Right before we watched stays. the movie, uh, we were watching kill bill mm-hmm. and, um, the scene, uh, funny you should mention that. Cause there's a, the scene in kill bill that sticks with me that like shook me so hard when I saw it. Cause I saw it in theaters. I was pretty mm-hmm. young. I was with adults that, Thought I was mature enough to handle it, but I, but you know, knowing back on it, probably I shouldn't have watched it. I, I sold it to them as like, oh, we're gonna go watch this like female empowerment movie. <laughs> so let me think. I was that came out in two thousand three. I was eighteen when it came out. I was, I was in I had eighth, my first apartment. I was so, in eighth grade. So you were. And I was over 21. No. Right. <laughs> exactly. I, just only, just over 21. Just a little bit over 21. Yeah, I was in eighth grade. I was like 14. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just uh, to give that. So go ahead. So like, I probably shouldn't have watched it, but I had adult supervision. So whatever. And the whole sequence in anime, mm-hmm. that, oh. the story of Oren Ishii, yeah. that whole sequence was, n- it wasn't scary, but it was just like shook me how like depressed how melancholy that entire thing was. It sticks with you. Definitely. Yeah. I remember seeing that too. And even at 18, almost 19, mm-hmm. um, just seeing that it just hung like, you know, just mm-hmm. the emotion, like the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like the, the emotion of it, the, the way it's drawn, the, you know, the whole scene where the guys, um, when he grit his grits, his teeth and all of his teeth pop out yeah. like mm-hmm. that still, like it's hard yeah. to watch that scene, even though it's like animated, it freaks me out. Oh, yeah. And her, you mean when their parents getting murdered and their parents her. getting murdered and oh, she's yeah. like in the, bl- like, you know, the shower of blood and you know, she's like, it says like whimper, but then she pulls it back into yeah. her mouth and, and then, you know, the whole, she's like on top of uh, that yeah, guy yeah. and just, yeah. The it's, pedophile. It's just so fascinating the and how that just like sticks with you. Oh, yeah. So, but, but yes, so that, 
I'm, I'm as someone who is, you know, the whole point of our show is that like, I'm new to the genre. I'm just getting into it. I don't have this kind of, I, I didn't grow up with watching scary right. movies. If, if I watched anything that was like horror, I didn't really consider it horror. Like I saw, I've seen final destination. I've seen cabin in the woods. You know, I would never consider that like truly scary because there was like an element of camp to it or there's something there's something about it that's a that's on the lighter edge of it. Yeah. But then when you get to movies that are like this is a scary movie that mm-hmm. you should be every minute you should be on edge like scream or saw like those those things I'm still trying to get. So every time I every time we sit down and I, I did it before I did it before um, our film today, uh, Tourist, Tourist Trap. Trap. Yeah. I was like, Joshua, is this going to be like inside, or what am I? <laughs> what am I in? I always like to, you know, I like to at least know what I'm in for, and absolutely. Right. And Joshua's really good about creating a safe space for the most part. <laughs> um, it's never been anything that I was too surprised by, or you know, and it's also you know we live in the age of the internet. So I really wanted to know I could go and figure it out. but Well, this was a, another major phobia movie for me mm-hmm. as a kid. So again, it was this all stems from childhood terror. So Tourist Trap, you're yeah, talking about. I okay, didn't, I didn't so know. Let's move, we'll yeah, move the okay. conversation now into, into so, Tourist Trap. So you have a phobia of mannequins? Do you still have a phobia of mannequins? We'll talk about it. Go ahead. T- yeah, tell, tell the story, because you said you had origin, like a story. It, yeah, the uh, original... Fright came. It was very young. I mean, I'm. I, I can remember. It's just more like a visual. Mm-hmm. But I, I was about either three or four, mm-hmm. and I was up at my grandmother's house. They lived up in Bernie, which is way up in the sticks in Northern California, and uh, in the sticks they had uh, the Sprouse Rights or Sprouse Ritz or whatever Sprouse Rights. I think a store. It was kind of like a. Um, like a Marshalls or a Ross back then, you can that clothes and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stuff, and it's not like Sprouse that we have now. It's it was called Sprouse, right? But anyway, mm-hmm. we, you know when and my I don't know if it was I think it was my, with my grandma and she and you were, I was being pushed in the shopping cart mm-hmm. and you know and you know mannequins you know were just frightening to me. They, I just remember I did they always bothered me because mm-hmm. they just. You know, looking, they're yeah. looking at me. They want to eat me. There's something's going, they're going to do something to me. You know, when you're, <laughs> when you're two or three, you know, that's, that's what you think. The you. listeners will not, the listeners need to be described to how like you were trying to serve a mannequin look. You were just like frozen and like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah my <laughs> eyes are bugged out of my head. Yeah. I can't, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm yes, trying. Podcast I'm sti- famously a visual medium. So, you know, we're just stifling, right. <laughs> stifling a whimper, you know, doing mm-hmm. that. But then, um, also um, I saw this other kid because you know when you're that age, people don't remember this, but you know little kids always look at other ki- other little kids. You know how cats and dogs look at other little cats and dogs. Like, Who is that? You know, well ki- little kids do that too. It's in the shopping centers and stuff. So I was looking at this other little kid, and he was being he was pulling mm-hmm. on the clothes of this mannequin mm-hmm. of these two mannequins and pulling. And I was just kind of watching. And next thing I know, he pulled them over onto him and toppled and they toppled over on him and he's in the cart like me and he can't escape and he's just screaming bloody murder and these and and rocking and these two mannequins are rocking back and forth on him and i'm just watching like they're attacking him you know <laughs> you're and, how old like three or four yeah, yeah i just dropped four. a bunch of shit and that's okay so um 
Yeah, and that's stuck in my head. And then, and then on Movie Macabre, that's where I first saw this. this uh, and it brought trap. it all back. And it brought it <laughs> all back. How and old were you when you first saw Tourist Trap? Do you remember? Well, Movie Macabre was a couple years after, I'd say, 81, 80, 81. So maybe two or three years after uh, its okay. original 79. Yeah, yeah, it came out in 79. But, you know, so I was like 10 or 11, but still... Okay. I had the three-year-old. The three-year-old in me was still, you know, terrified. Of oh yeah, no, absolutely. Mannequins. It's creepy. And you know, and and uh, they and they were all, you know, there's there's singing mannequins. I'm not going to give away the movie too much, but there's. Oh, we're oh, we're totally going to give away the whole movie. Singing. That's what we do. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, and when they would move, you know, moving their eye, they're watching you, and, and I just could I wouldn't I couldn't have it. Oh man. I didn't even finish it. I think I went into my room and. You you would Star have Wars. hated you would have hated the Castle Rock experience at uh, the offsite experience at Comic Con this year. Yeah. So Castle Rock, the Hulu TV show, they did a an offsite. Um, yeah, we spent this afternoon watching uh, Castle Rock. Yeah. yeah. They did this. Um, they did this offsite experience where it was basically like a haunted. It was a haunt. It was a haunted house, and there's yeah. different rooms, and there's a whole like section where you have to go through um, mannequins. Unlike women, female mannequins in a hallway, and there's right. like a strobe light, mm-hmm. and you can see them like moving. I saw, I was like, I saw them moving, and I'm like, they're moving, guys, they're moving. And it was, um, it was a little unnerving because I was like, someone's gonna pop out, someone's gonna pop out. Yeah. No one did, but it was, I, I have a feeling that you would have lost your mind. <laughs> well, we, you know, I just, it, this just occurred in my head too. I, I, I think I had blanked it out, and then it just reoccurred to me is, you know, back then we only had a few attraction places like here in, in Orange County. We had, you know, Disneyland, of course, and Knott's Berry Farm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well before any of the Knott's Scary Farm. I mean, years. They didn't, they, that didn't come along till like the 80s. So um, they, we also, a big attraction was the Movie Land Wax Museum. Oh. <laughs> and I refused. My, 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 my mom wanted to go. My family, you know, was visiting from Missouri. They all wanted to go, and I and mom had to stay home with me because I would not go into that movie land wax museum and see all of. Mm. They were going to get me too, not just mannequin. I guess they are mannequins to a certain degree. Yeah, wax the wax figures. figures. I think they're creepy too. I don't understand yeah. the attraction of the wax figures. I mean, I saw some in Sweden at the at the ABBA museum, but because the whole museum is like really kitschy and it's just the four of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're in their like glittery ABBA outfits. It didn't. It didn't seem as creepy. Yeah. You know, but still. But others like when you go to like Madame Tussauds or like mm-hmm. I've seen those. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is. Re- I don't understand like the draw. Like it's really creepy. I think it's yeah. a cool art form. Like I definitely have respect for people who can make. I right. mean, it's incredible. Like how well they can make them look, but. Uh, the ones like you know where they'll sometimes show like look at this terrible wax figure right. of like Lady Gaga in some mm-hmm. country somewhere and it's like legitimately terrifying. I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I can't, I can't, I don't get it. <laughs> or partially melted or something like there's um there's pictures going around of uh, of like a fire that happened in like a wax museum and like they oh, took no, pictures of all like no. the melted yeah it's no horrible no fuck that Where I can oh. see eyes dripping exactly down yeah yeah, yeah they're I, all. Like no. mangled, twisted, and mangled exactly. So Johnny, <laughs> as someone who is a uh, who is afraid or has had a fear of mannequins, um, what are your thoughts on Kim Cattrall now? <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, I had Screw to. That movie. Screw uh, that movie. Screw that movie. I can build this dream together. Nothing's gonna All right. stop us. Now, 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 you've got, now I've hit your 30 second I'm trying. I'm trying to think if I, uh, if I have ever sat all the way through it. Because I, I kind of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew... McCarthy. Andrew McCarthy. Andrew McCarthy was pretty cute back then. Yeah. Yes. He's and he's kind of daddy so, right now too. And he was because he w- he did a lot of cheesy eighties movies with yeah. Rob Lowe. Yeah, he was class. part of like the Brat Pack or yeah, whatever. He, he was yeah, the Saint Elmo's mm-hmm. Fire, all that. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, I love Mannequin though. Actually, like, <laughs> it's one of my like all time favorite like eighties movies. I have it on DVD somewhere here. It you was like would. when I was a kid. Mannequin, Beetlejuice, Little Shop of Horrors. I fucking loved Mannequin. I like that song that opens it, Wildest Dreams by Belinda Carlisle. That's always the song I think of. I mean, obviously the mm-hmm. big hit song is the. The uh, Jefferson Starship, <laughs> yeah, but I like the beginning. In my wildest dreams, that's such a fun song. Anyways, mannequins. Uh, <laughs> but back, I, I do realize now they're, they're they're not going to kill me, you know. Now, right, of course. But you know, I'm like, I would. They want, still I st- could. <laughs> I still would not want to be locked in a warehouse full of them for. Yeah. You know, like fear. Damn, that, you just that spoiled be, your next birthday. That was my. Shit. That would been my. That's my fear factor right there. Yeah, we could do that. Locked in a ma- locked in a warehouse full of mannequins. Uh, we are with, definitely with like, going like to the do lights it. off, or, or yeah. give me one of the little, little pocket flashlights or something. Fuck that. And, no strobes. I definitely want to put you in like strobing. Yeah, that, it, that's exactly mannequins on like and, little moving wheels. Yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what happened at the Castle Rock thing. It was like all mannequins, and like it was at a certain point they started moving and like watching us and there was strobe lights and I love it. We had to walk through a hallway full of them. We're just going to lock Johnny in there. And then into a bathroom <laughs> and then in the bathroom in the bathtub there were like mannequin limbs and there was this guy like caressing them. Like it was weird. It was I, I haven't I don't know. Maybe if I watch the show it might make sense, but I have a feeling that it won't. Well, <laughs> so far that doesn't make sense for the first 4 episodes. <laughs> well, but um this was before we um well, you might have met him at karaoke, but at the old house, mm-hmm. I just don't remember you being there. But we had a Halloween once at my old house. Yeah, and we had yeah. and we had. I don't think I've been at your house for Halloween. When we no, when we took uh, the uh, Barbie dolls, he took out a bunch of Barbie dolls, and I got to rip them all apart. And I'm like, this is good therapy for me. You know, because oh, that's right. And, the year I did the garland with yeah. all the doll parts, well, all the doll parts. Yeah, and all I, did, I was ripping off arms and heads. They can't hurt right. me. They can't like, hurt this, me. Yeah, they, uh, this is yeah. good therapy. I went to the dollar store and bought like twenty <laughs> of their Barbie dolls, and we just like yeah took them apart <laughs> with red thread. And we made it was very Dexter. You know, I did all these like garlands with with uh, Barbie doll parts. And yeah, a big web, and it was it was fun. Yeah, Lovely. yeah. It was disturbing though. I yeah. I got a few complaints. Well, <laughs> They're yeah. like, what the. The hell is this? Is well, this just like your creepy? little your little baby arm soaps. Those are all yeah, my little they're 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 hand soaps. Yeah, I know they're the hand baby hand soaps. Baby I got it immediately. I was it's like, hysterical. oh, Joshua's and hand soaps. And I didn't even buy those. It was a rare gift from somebody who understands me, and that's like <laughs> the greatest gift and that, that you can get. And that is the greatest gift of all. Anyway, so back to tourist trap. Okay. So we do have to take a moment to Joe. What did you think? 
why you make me watch this shit, Joshua? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. We put out a call. We said right. to people, hey, we wanted you to come on the show. No. What do you want to watch? Johnny said Tourist Trap. I said, awesome. You know, and I here's the thing about Tourist Trap. It, the, my initial thing was just like, what is it with these movies from the 70s where it's just like the most painful death scenes? You know, they're just like, uh, 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 oh yeah, prolonged, prolonged yeah. die. I'm like, just die already, girl. The, the slow, the slow sliding down the wall yeah. and gripping it, oh. gripping it, and then you know, it, it, it's just, I don't know. I think part of me is just like, I'm not scared by it because it's so dated, and those are not the, the particularly horrifying things about it. I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. Like they, like, I just can't picture being as old as you were when you first saw it, and just thinking like, uh, yeah, that would have messed me. <laughs> that would have messed me up. But yeah, I just when people talk about um, when people talk about these kinds of movies as like movies from their childhood. I have no frame of reference. So it's yeah. always like, and I also don't ever remember watching movies that old that weren't like grease or right or had you know or you know some sort of like big movie from that time mm-hmm. mm. i didn't start i didn't i didn't watch like movies that were made in that period until like way later in life so yeah. it's it's always fascinating for me to see it just from a production standpoint what that's like but yeah i i like the, the what i liked about the film is that you know in my education that i've been getting here i understand the references so you know, I understand the, I, I, I understand the like ragtag group of kids, oh, right? <laughs> ragtag yeah. group of horny it's teenagers. Very Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, very Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre. Very Friday the Thirteenth mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Yeah. Except nobody um, was really horny in this. No, in this particular movie. Although this predates um, Friday. So, but like, yeah, that was like 81, but it's definitely that trope of like kids, you know, Mm -hmm. and I don't, I would never, I don't think I'd consider it a slasher for sure. Like I wouldn't consider it a slasher because I don't think it's too, it's a little too supernatural. No, I'm sorry. Friday the 13th oh. came out in 1980. Um, just want to make sure, just in case that one person hears and is like, oh my God, that's totally wrong and writes a big and, and comment. calls you. They, you know, stops listening to the show. It's a little, um, <laughs> it, it's very, it's very like of that time. So it's, it's mm-hmm. one of those films where it's like, oh, these are the kinds of films that are making that, you know, you have your, you have your watershed films, you have your classics, your canon films uh, your, that really speak on of the essence of the genre. But right. these are the films like Tourist Trap that are propagating those tropes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. So, so it's You've built oh, off of them. Exactly. Yeah. So that's fascinating to see how like these, this film is propagating that trope of like that Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing. Um, one thing I mentioned was I feel like the gas station that um, Woody goes to where they're, you know, right, he's where he's getting terrorized, the gas station but it's very similar to like the gas station that was in the last episode, season two of black mirror where right next to the black museum, which would okay. make, which would make sense because you know, it's tourist trap, tourist traps, you know, like I can yeah. see if that was, I don't know if that was like an actual reference they were mentioning, but it does make, um, it does make that kind of sense. Um, but yeah, it's so, it's, it's just so interesting. And, and, and it, I feel like with the, with these films that we're watching, it's, 
uh, you I can never tell a right from the beginning who the final girl is. All like right. it's always the first person you see on screen is usually the first person to die and is not the person that's going to be about it. Um, I had that was the comment that I made about Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah, right. Um, yeah. So like yeah. so it's always fascinating to me how like you know this it gets revealed who the final girl is who the person that the um, that the crazy Mr. Schlossen is obsessed yeah. with develops a, a fixation on exactly right. who is that and why and um, I could keep going but I, I want to intro <laughs> well <laughs> I just you know another, no, another yeah. thing too is that um, you know are you saying kids kids might watch this now and go. God, this movie is stupid. But, you know, not to sound like an old man, but the technology we didn't, it was non-existent. We had to wait for whatever came on TV. Mm -hmm. And we didn't, VCRs weren't, you had to be very rich. It was a big luxury to have a VCR. And we didn't have a VCR until like mid 80s. Did you rent them? So, or did you, or did you get one in the house? We got one in the house. We never rented them because, okay. Um, so I remember that being a thing where you could go to Blockbuster or go to that and rent the VCR as well. You could rent a VCR. Not, and, I don't remember doing that, but, yeah. I, but they the first ones, the first betas and stuff were like $800. Yeah. Ridiculously priced. Yeah. I mean, my dad had one at his house. That's but, always been true, though, for technology. Because I remember when DVD players came out and they were like $1,000. Yeah. You know, it was insane. It's like, no, I don't have a DVD. I didn't, I didn't own a DVD for like five years after they came out. You so know, if you wanted to see a movie, you paid... You just had to hope that it was on TV. Yeah, and that was that was that. Or you <laughs> accepted what came on. On yeah. Guam, we had dial rent to own, which was you know you could rent. Yeah, to, uh, you we know, had those too. Yeah, 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 rent yeah. to own and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we had yeah. dial rent to. There own. was rent a center near us, like mm-hmm. where you could do that rent to own thing. Yeah, uh, like a layaway kind of kind of deal. Mm. Um, yeah, I. I what do you think? I remember seeing it when I was like, okay, so my mom, not only did we watch a lot of really great horror films, but my mom also was a big fan of like goofy shit, like Motel Hell. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, right. <laughs> Which is just nonsense. And um, so I remember seeing this when I was really young and being like, yeah, being creeped out by it. I, I do. And I think that that some of that still holds up, like even watching it today. There's a few legitimately good jump scares. You know, there was a, a few good legitimate like, oh, you know, OK, that I forgot gotten about because i mean i haven't seen the movie again like mm-hmm. pff, god 20 25 years i feel Oof, maybe no that's not true actually i keep i've seen bits and pieces of it on tv because i'll stop and like just watch a little bit of it and then move on um because i recently had seen the very end when she's driving away with everybody in oh. the car with all her mannequin friends it's just on or you have it on no TV? just on like on tv yeah, it is still it does yeah it'll still, randomly it still play. syndicates yeah oh, yeah yeah wow, yeah that's... well because like um, different huh. different channels will just run like old horror movies oh, you know okay. randomly so especially around Halloween time and all of that so I don't remember when the last oh, time scare, I mean I'm saying last, TV and stuff yeah. like that okay yeah or chiller well chiller, when they had yeah. chiller um, so I mean and I have a loose sense of time anyways I'm like oh recently could have been a year ago <laughs> but it feels like it was very recent that I saw that um, besides you know half an hour ago when we finished watching it. <laughs> um, so I think some of it still holds up. I, I think it's a movie that doesn't really know what it wants to be, if it wants to be funny or if it wants to be scary. Uh, we were talking earlier, the soundtrack is insane, even though it's made by, the uh, it's cre- it's the same guy who did Carrie. Carrie. Um, his mm-hmm. name is Giuseppe, or quote, Pino, I guess they called him as a nickname, Pino Um, which I also thought was interesting since Carrie 
features uh, telekinesis as a you know a big plot point, right. and, and this does too. But I read actually that that was not intended for the original movie. That it was something the uh, producer, um, the but original screenplay, didn't have the tele telekinetic powers. It was proposed by, this is all coming from Wikipedia, uh, Charles Band, who was the producer. He insisted it be implemented into the script. <laughs> so so it's weird. It's like, I, I don't know if it, I, I think as a, as, a, as a whole, as a film, it's... Uh. I, I would like to bid in on that argument. Well, you can't have a mannequin horror movie without telekinesis. I'm, I'm, I'm putting my foot down on right. it. I'm just, it's it's yeah. over if you don't put in the telekinesis. Yeah. It's like, it's just strange. I, I, you know, and I'm wondering where it came from, where he read this as like, you know, it's because it's, it's got elements of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre again, 70, uh, 74, mm-hmm. very much in that style. Like, you know, group of five, there's even like five of them, right? Five people, mm-hmm. you know, they get stranded somewhere and they get attacked by, you know, somebody. It's got elements of like psycho where it's like the lonely dude, you know, talking to he's the killer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing where it's like, you think there's two people, you know, you, right. th- you think it's twins or you think it's the mom and the son, you know, but it's really just the one person, you know, it has elements of that. And then it just has like the schlocky, like comedic elements, you know, mm-hmm. that I, I, it's just, it's a very confused movie, you know, which might speak to the queerness of it. Well, it had, it had that, uh, the the cross dressing also the yeah. the massive lot like like Leatherface that's true yeah so, very true that know, great were, point and yeah so there was he might have ripped that a little they might have ripped that a little bit from yeah like, well it's I guess character. he was the guy who wrote it um uh what was directed by Schmeller and it was written by <clears throat> Schmeller I don't know how you say this and Larry Carroll who said I was reading uh, an interview with one of them about uh, the fact that Toby Hooper had, had been, like, in school and then had had such success making this, like, low-budget horror film in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre that he was just like, I'm going to go and do the same thing. And basically just took that story go. and did his own thing, you know? So, but um, I did want to continue on, because we brought up, like, you know, he's wearing, like, the female masks and kind of playing as different things. Joe, you attended when you went to the queer fear conversation mm-hmm. at Comic-Con, they brought this up. Yeah. Well, Michael, <laughs> Michael Verratti, who hosted, who uh, moderated the panels, one of the filmmakers that came out, um, he was dressed as Leatherface and there was a whole conversation in the beginning about Leatherface as queer icon. And it it ended up being really fascinating because he was like, you know, his Leatherface is a very inherently queer character because he because he only has two masks and his masks, his masks, he takes on the personality, whatever he wears. And those masks all both have a female. And one is this, you know, when he's in the domestic sense, that's when he wears that particular mask. Yeah. The woman, you know, the idea of, you know, and you know, with queerness and I'm, I'm totally stealing this from uh, comedian guy Branham, but this idea of simultaneously camouflage, but also plumage. So, you know, you're, you're as queer individuals as gay people we move throughout the world being able to pass but also at the same time being able to hide ourselves in the passing mm. and so it's like okay. but also when we're around our people we we can like 
you know, ruffle our feathers and be right. sing and, show tunes. Exactly. And, and, and be understood and be, yeah. and be seen and be known in that way. But it just depends on the circumstance. So, so it, it's, that's fascinating in and of itself. And, you know, this is an inherent, like a character who is made monster by his family, like that whole aspect. Of, I'm like, Oh, like as you know, having seen it now, I can definitely, Texas, you mean. Uh, Texas Chainsaw okay, Massacre. Yeah. Like I can see where that's coming from. But the other thing that they were mentioning from the Queer Fear panel, and specifically because I knew we were going to watch Tourist Trap, um, they had mentioned that Tourist Trap was like m- one of these queer movies that, um, that or one not queer movies, one of these horror films that like there are scenes that just really stick with you. So they were talking about the ending of Tourist Trap when she's like driving off into the sunset with her like mannequin friends in the in the jeep like that scene is just a scene that just sticks with you and you can't shake it and and they were talking about wanting to make art like that so okay so they weren't talking about the queerness of the film necessarily just not necessarily no but they but they didn't mention it as part of like you know what is a film that like has moments that stick with you and they mentioned that they mentioned that uh tourist trap which made me want to watch it even more because i'm like okay well now i now i need to know what it is that they're talking about well you see the uh She's clearly lost her mind at the end driving with mm-hmm. that Joker face, smile on her face. That's just. true, yeah. Well, she's happy to get out, but she's also, like, endured, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Kind of the same right. thing with um, Sally at the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's hysterical. Yeah, yeah. You know? Laughing, but her mind's gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After, you know, going through such yeah, a Yeah, she thing. survived, but, you know, in what state? You yeah. know, she's not herself anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just wanted to correct here. So it said that and this was an interview with David Schmuller. I'm, that's how I've decided to say it. Uh <laughs> When I was in grad school at the University of Texas, uh, Austin shooting my thesis film, Toby Hooper was in Austin shooting the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So he was kind of influenced and inspired by that. Uh, He thought the aspects of mannequins coming alive and their ability to scare you was a good ingredient. So I used some of the basic structure of Chainsaw, van full of young victims, and and the lone madman who appears to be okay, Psycho. So they could have added the telekinesis just so that way it wasn't a complete ripoff, but maybe, but it's just, yeah, it's an odd, odd thing, you know, cause it's like, man, if you could have like, if you have telekinetic powers, there's a lot of other things you could be doing than mm-hmm. um, murdering teenagers in the, yeah in the woods <laughs> and the exposition defunct. about the exposition about how they mention it where it's like he's when he's like getting the the paste ready he's like i have you know my brother doesn't know about my power and i'm like oh so you do have powers because like before in the scene with woody i'm like what the hell is going on here and then as wow. things go along it it makes the telekinesis even more improbable so it could be a it could be a number of things it could be they're just flexing a special effects budget or they're doing it to you know be as different as possible from uh, chainsaw but the exposition of how they explain it was just yeah. really odd yeah it's awkward you know I, it's suddenly oh my family doesn't want me to you know show my powers did they mention uh at the panel about uh tanya roberts at all being in it no they didn't they, it was very brief okay. their their discussion of uh of um tourist trap it was just specifically about the last scene because this was but you on, can talk about it <laughs> well i just mean i i'm not sure this was definitely pre uh charlie's angels i think it it, it aired at first in 1980 i don't know like a year right after that but uh she tawny roberts was also in sheena and also in beastmaster so all the Straight fanboys out there would be like, oh, yeah, Tony Roberts. So, but um, 
it was just, you know, that was the, the big star of the, mm. well, that and Chuck Connors, Chuck Connors, but Chuck Connors was like my grandparents' uh, generation mm-hmm. of actor. Yeah, because, I mean, they make a big deal about him, like, starring in it. Like, he is the big star. And he's the the bad guy. Right. Which is very interesting. And he did a lot of westerns. You know, my grandpa watched. But if it was low budget, yeah, he probably was, like, the big get. So, Mm -hmm. to kind of pump him up. He was very, he seems very Joan Crawford in Trog, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's a good, that's a great uh, reference there, actually. But I don't know if that was Tony Roberts' first movie or not, but mm. who knows? Uh, you know, there, I mean, it could have been. Um, I don't know. I can look real quick here. Most people don't even acknowledge her as the uh, one of the Charlie's Angels. No, it looks like she was in some other roles before getting before getting this. Well, yeah, she was in like the last season, right? Well, she was. It was Cheryl Ladd first, and then okay. it was Farrah Fawcett. And then it was Tony Roberts. So yeah, yeah, because she's done a bunch of other stuff now. I mean, she was on that '70s show as Midge, uh, one of the I think the neighbor, the best okay. friend of Kitty. Um, I think that's I've the biggest thing that I, know. you know that I know that she was on. Um, she was in A View to a Kill. Oh right, she so, was the love interest. Yeah, yeah, she's done a few things. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it's definitely an odd movie. It's not one I'm going to probably reach for too often. Right. Um, but it's creepy. I, I do think there there are definitely some very good moments in it that are like when all the mannequins are screaming and like their like mouths hang open. That is it's and freaky. Pi- and then pile on top of her. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. I, I could definitely have nightmares around. Yeah, that. it was. <laughs> Um, I was going to comment a little bit on um, the – I like how he's – when all the girls are in the the little pond that, that looked filthy and sewage, gross. And there's no in the freaking way I would ever get in that. But he's like talking – everyone's in such a damn hurry, you know, like uh, – I, I I like that's always such a part of these kind of movies, you know, um, which I guess kind of plays a little bit into like, you know, the cultural anxiety of like, you know, the world speeding up really so fast and that being like a ripe ground for serial killers, <laughs> I guess, you know, of like we're being abandoned by the world at large that they've built, they built a damn highway to take it away all my business, you know? And three naked girls are just sitting there trying right. to be interested. Like yeah. instead of saying, will you get the hell out of here? Right. Exactly. You know, <laughs> that's true, but it's just interesting, you know, looking yeah. at like consumer culture and you know. modern mechanization puts this like entire family of slaughterers off, you know, like it, for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the gun, the you know the, the that damn freeways. Yeah, yeah. Like Psycho, Psycho. The, the same thing. The you know the the major conceit is that yeah that they're they've been abandoned. They've been mm-hmm. like lost to time, and kind of stuck in their own little world. That's always a, that's an interesting premise of a lot of horror films yeah, though, where absolutely. it's just like it's the we fear progress the the fear of progress is always is is interesting because mm-hmm. you have i mean you have with these films you have the um the the freeway now no one comes here anymore and yeah. now it's the the death of the small business person or the death of this kind of you know thing that was completely relied on having that artery there um and then you have like 
you know, in a more modern context, I, to bring it up again, Black Mirror, where it's like these all these commentaries on like, you know, we are creating these great, wonderful things, but are we creating them too fast before we can even understand them? Right. Yeah. The overall effect. Like, you know, we're we were talking about this recently, Johnny and I, about, you know, you you really can't just go out to a bar and expect to make new friends like it used to be like, you know, a gay bar was a place where gay people got together and could like meet each other and talk and 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 make friends or make boyfriends you know whatever that, you that's know, go back out. when eye contact still existed exactly, exactly. no precisely right. and so that's something that it's like you know there's got to be like a horror film in that you know like back in my day when we looked in each other's eyes you know <laughs> to have a goddamn conversation uh, but that's like the, the new modern anxiety is that we're losing uh, touch, touch, you know, with with empathy with ourselves, even though we think we're so much more connected because of our phones and social media. And I was going to say, yeah, because there's an element of it where it's you lose something like you. You know, I, I, I often get nostalgic for a time that I was never a part of. Like, oh, I, get, yeah. I get nostalgic for that I, for that for when when cruising meant literally going to a park and putting your body out there and mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, and you know, i mean like getting you can, and then get, you know getting picked up by the police and beating the head with a you know a nightstick yeah you <laughs> of course you went there like you know no I'm are kidding. we thinking about that same scene from top the tom of finland movie right <laughs> yeah but uh, but no it's, but, I, I agree but, fun sex in public places but like the idea where it's like you know you're you're in a bar that you have no idea you you all know why you're there but you also are super like still hesitant and it's Mm -hmm. like it's eye contact it's glances it's the slightest nod pointing in the direction of the bathroom the language of it all yeah the body language all of that stuff all of that all of that nonverbal language is very fascinating because now we're living in a world where you can basically say your every nastiest desires to somebody and say your nastiest desires to somebody and then like you know they'll come over and do it or you you just get off on doing it you just get off and saying it and then nothing ever happens from right. it but you know, but i feel like you know to bring it back to the horror that's that's the interesting thing about like these kinds of films where the trope is nothing oh, really changes it's it's abandoned and you know right. we and now that they've uh, you know i before it's like before i used to kill people regularly now i can't kill anybody right uh, <laughs> or, i have to i have to go out and find people at the yeah, gas right. station yeah. Or like, you know, the, the people who do, you know, with the tourist traps specifically that, you know, the people used to come all the time. But now that they don't come, when they do get people who, who arrive, I just stay. I make them stay forever. So that way I'm not lonely. Yeah. And it's, fa- it's, a, it's interesting that how that kind of works I- into things. Yeah, I think it's a, I mean, that's a massive cultural anxiety, you know, and and, and a personal anxiety for all of us to be left behind. Sorry, you were going to say something, Johnny? No, I wasn't. I was just, I was agreeing. I, oh. it, it, <laughs> but I was like, you know, even in music too, I know this is going away from horror no, a little bit, okay. but, you know, Dale Bazio from Missing Persons, you know, did words back then. What are words for when no one listens anymore? I mean, when no one listens, there's no use talking at all. Right. And yeah, here yeah, we yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. And so she, I mean, and that, that song's almost is almost 40 years old now. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, 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 mm-hmm. you know, the disassociation has always been there. It's just, it's, we don't even get there now. We don't, I mean, before we could, we, you know, before all the technology, we just had to, 
you know, deal with all the luggage that somebody had. But mm-hmm. now we, we don't even get to the luggage. I mean, we, they, they, they dismiss you after if the picture doesn't look right, right. Or, or your hair is wrong or something. Yeah, you, know, you don't have the opportunity. So yeah. Surface. But uh, I mean, it's true. I guess it was like that back then. All, but all you could do then was just, you know, turn your back and walk away. No. <laughs> right. You had to be more obvious about rejection. <laughs> yeah. You actually had to have, you have the balls to go out and do it yourself. You couldn't yeah. do it from behind your keyboard. That's true. That's true. But anyway. Um, so what else about this movie? Any other, uh, any other things we want to talk about? How much you love it, uh, Joe? I I can see that you're going to buy it on Blu-ray in a restored extended version. I'm going to create a fan documentary about it. You You are. Um, I did want to plug Shea St. John because that's what it, uh, you leave my Elvira fan. I'm going to, I'm going to use, it's freezing in here, but I'm going to use this fan. Uh, because I love a prop. Yeah, you need yourself a fan. Just don't mess it up, man. That was given to me because I'm a fan. It's my fan for the fan. <laughs> don't worry. I'm a pro. I am a professional at, at a you. fan. Don't worry. Don't you worry He's about this. He's got a this. fan. Don't you worry. Anyways, um, look at that. You just ripped it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so I do recommend everybody go online and look up Shay St. John, S-H-A-Y-E, St. John, uh, videos on YouTube because they're nightmare fuel with creepy mannequin stuff. And it reminded me a lot of Tourist Trap. No. It's very punk rock. No, fuck that. Very weird. Um, yeah, I, I, that's my big plug. That brings it all back. I try, I, I try to watch those videos with you. I know. I, I, know. I, post I, I, I rebuke there. that in the name of Jesus. Delicious Alien. Delicious Alien. Alien. Anyways, well, Johnny, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. Oh, yeah. For <laughs> busy. I just skipped the ballet and the opera tonight. Right. So. Uh, to join us uh, to discuss one of your favorite <laughs> horror movies and something that legitimately scares you, which is awesome. Like, you know, to, to, you know, explore that here. You know, why horror? And that's something that we don't usually get. We don't usually get people who want to talk about films that legitimately scare them. Yeah. We yeah. get people or like. phobia or fear. Or yeah. phobia or fear. We get people yeah, yeah, who yeah. want to talk about something that's just like it's so cool and i it's funny because i really like i wish we could get like young david to come and talk about a movie and make him watch a film that like actually scares him i'm sure we could young david is very uh um what do you call it He's up for it, you know. That's not the word I'm looking for, but it's late and I'm losing my vocabulary. Uh, Anyways, again, we do thank you for being here. Joe, as always, thank you for uh, jumping in and watching something horrifying that you'll have nightmares about. But you'll be here and you'll be safe. Yes. Maybe. Uh, And to you... If I wake up and there's, like, someone touching me with with one of those tiny hands, I'm going (laughs) to freak the fuck out. I'm going to be, like, I'm going to be there so It's just going to be one of the cats with one their tiny hands, little paws. You're gonna like, see like a like a tight shot of my eyes, like wide as right. my CPAP mask is on. Like, <gasps> uh, <laughs> and if, I, if, if I gain any stalkers from this uh, podcast, I'd, I'd please do not put any mannequins on my like front yard. Right. <laughs> okay. Everybody's gonna be rushing down. It'll be like the Godfather. <laughs> just put it in your bed, and you'll be like. Ah! <laughs> or floating in the pool. That'd be uh, nice to walk back and see a bunch of mannequins floating in the swimming pool. Oh, that'd be awesome. I love see you're giving me lots of ideas. Uh, anyways, and to you, dear listener, thank you again for joining us for another fun hour of Fright School. Listen, rate, subscribe. Find us on the Twitter and the Instagram where we have fun photos from our Midsummer Scream 
and go to other people that we tag and tell them that we sent you. Yes. Oh, yes, yeah. please. Absolutely. If you find if I recommend yeah. something or Joe says something and you go and find it. Yeah. If you're if you're please going like them, if you if you're <laughs> listening to Michael Varadi's podcast, Dead for Phil, tell him that we oh, sent so you. Good. If you go to the Count's Den in downtown L.A., tell Rachel we sent you. Tell Fright School we, sent you. We sent you. God damn it. <laughs> Anyways. Well, all right. Have good nights and all of that, and we'll see you uh, very soon for the next episode. Good night, little girl. (laughs) Good night. Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davey Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. <laughs> You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 